Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to our final week of the Margin series. We've been hanging out for uh, three of the four weeks virtually, enjoying the series uh, in your missional communities, in your homes, and finding ways to interact and dialogue with this series uh, in unique ways. And so this week will be no different as we kind of wrap things up and move into a vision series that we'll do um, over the next week or two leading up to our Easter. Uh, one important update we want to let you know off the bat is as a community, we're going to continue to really follow what we're hearing from both um, the world leaders pertaining to this health crisis as well as uh, local, uh, state, and federal governments pertaining to kind of how we honor our community, uh, those within Awaken, those outside of Awaken. And so at this point in time, we are going to continue this pattern that we've created um, and creating these new rhythms for our community. I really think it's important that in this, we really take times to uh, spend time in conversations with each other, dialoguing about how you're feeling um, and avoiding isolation. It's also important as we've been challenging you in this series to think creatively about how to have margin in your life financially. Uh, I know that can be hard right now given everything that's happening right now. If you're in a job that your finances haven't really adjusted, but just your lifestyle has changed, then finding ways for you to set aside margin right now is that much more critical because there are people in our community and outside of our community that will need our financial help. And so if you're able to live on less so to bless other people who are in need, now is an important time to live into that 80-20 rule we talked about uh, two weeks ago. If you're someone who is naturally an introvert and it's easy for you in this time, I would challenge you to find ways to engage with people, whether it's through a video chat, phone calls, text messages, find other unique ways of engaging with people and creating that margin in your schedule where you are relationally engaging with other people in this process. So wherever you find yourself in this, you know, we challenge you in the very first week of this series to examine one of three areas to really press into pertaining to margin, whether it was your finances, whether it was your schedule, or whether it was relationships. And so uh, today I'm going to give you a couple of quick things kind of as a recap um, on all of those three areas. Uh, you know, we defined margin the series, and I want to give that to you again today is really the amount beyond what is necessary. So you, we all have an amount that we need, whether it's uh, financially, whether it's in our schedules, whether it's in our relationships that we need to really survive and do what we need to do. Uh, and part of this conversation is for you and I to examine what is necessary and what is luxury, right? What is needed versus what is wanted. And in that what conversation, there are a lot of good things, good, well-intended things that God has blessed us with opportunities to take advantage of. But there's also things in that and there's fractions of things in there that we probably don't need to go uh, into the depth that we probably are. Or maybe for a season, we need to scale it back for a little bit. And that's where we allow this conversation of margin to be created. So many of us live to the brink in almost every area. We max out so much 
of our time, our resources, and our relationships. And it leaves little for us. It leaves little for us to bless other people. And for us, this conversation is absolutely one about finances, but we've tried to make it bigger than even just money because we know that as a, as a church, stewardship is way more than just how you uh, give a percentage of your income to your local church community. That we believe that stewardship is how we manage everything that God has given us. And so God, in Deuteronomy, you know, God talks about that it's really not our hands, that really it's everything that we have is a gift that comes from God. Even the work that we, that we say, that's my work. I did that with my own two hands. We look back and we say, but really that was God who provided for us. It was God who gave us the breath that day, who gave us the opportunity that day. All those things come back to him. And so as we think about this idea of margin kind of in conclusion of this series, um, I ran across this quote pertaining to the financial part, which I thought was good. It says, it's from P.T. Barnum. It's a pretty well-known quote. Maybe you've heard it before. It says, money is a terrible master, but an excellent servant. Money is a terrible master, but an excellent servant. And I would apply that principle probably to all three of those categories that we've talked about. And in the sense of the moment that we are we are enslaved to our finances, to our schedules, and to the people around us and their demands or their expectations of us, we quickly become paralyzed to be able to really activate the parts of our life that God wants for us. We never are able to really break the mold. And we know this because so many of us, if we don't create healthy gaps in our lives, then what ends up happening is we fall back to the habits we've always had. So if we're not intentional with our relationships, with our schedules, with our finances, then the habits that we've always lived by and created will continue to exist in the patterns that they've been in. So if we want to break out of that pattern, if we want to break out of the habits that we've had, then we have to create sustainable, long-term, healthy new patterns that help us do that better. And so for all of us, whether you're in the faith community or whether you're just in the world today trying to trying to figure out what your day looks like and how to make today the best day possible, I think these principles absolutely apply. The other side of stewardship is generosity for us. And again, not just simply about our finances. It's about a variety of things. How generous are you with the resources that you have? Do you view your home and your car as your things? That It's sacred space for just you and your family. And so really no one ever comes into that space because it's just for you. Do you view your finances that way? That really this is mine. I give a percentage of it away. The rest of it's for me and my family to do what we want to do. Do you do that way with your relationships? And I have one or two friends I stay close with, but I don't want to you know, really lean into or getting to know too many other people because this is really all I'm comfortable with. And I think the moment that we begin to really elevate our, our, our comforts over the calling on our life, we're quickly falling down the slope of really not leaning into the gospel in our lives. The moment that we follow whatever makes us comfortable Versus the calling that God's placed on us to be sent into this world as a missionary, as being good stewards, as being generous, as being invested in relationships, both in the church and outside of the church, we quickly fall away from really the gospel heart that God intended all along for us. Pertaining to generosity, I want to leave you with kind of this final passage in the series. It's, a, again, a pretty well-known one of it. It speaks really to the heart issue, which so often we try to target in this series because really stewardship and generosity really do. They start in the heart. Uh, we want to examine our heads and know kind of what we value, what we think. 
but we also really want to spend a heavy amount of time evaluating our emotions, how we're feeling about this, how we're really wrestling with what it reveals about the roots that we have in various places. What are the closets that we've kept locked and we don't want to go into? What does that reveal about our heart? And so this is from Paul. He writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in a response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. This idea in scripture of generosity is so critical. Money is talked about all over the place in the Bible. And shame on us as Christians, especially in the Western world, for not knowing really how to pivot away from uh, this desire to always collect and own instead of share and give. The church should be leading examples of that. And, and Paul is setting that example of saying, look, you need to decide in your heart what you need to give, but make sure that you create a lifestyle and a habit that really forms where you plant generously so that you can then give generously. And I think so much of that really stems and challenges all of us at the heart of saying, who is the master here? Are you serving your money and the wants and the desires of the things that you're clinging to? Right, The passage of Matthew that we read a few weeks ago about the treasures of your heart, the things that Jeff challenged us with pertaining to our schedule. What does it reveal about really who we are at, at the core of our, of our person? And if we're willing to have that tough, honest conversation, then I think the fruit of it once we get to the other side, is so absolutely enriched that we get to bless other people and we get to live a blessed life, not in this generosity standpoint of giving all these things and let's collect and hoard, but in the sense of we're blessed because we're in turn being a blessing. We're honoring the very heart of our Father in nature because we believe that God doesn't want something from us. He wants something for us. And when we really lean into that, that's the same thing we should want for each other in the Christian community and outside of it. And right now, there are so many things, especially within this pandemic going on, that I'm reading from Christians all over the place. And some of them I'm very encouraged by. And some of them I shake my head and I think, what is going on? And these are the moments where we as a church, we rise up and they see how we love each other. And when they begin to see that, like, like Jesus talks about in John when they see how we love each other, they will begin to see something that's contagious, that will take over any and all opportunities. And I'm not asking you to do something that you're uh, that would put your family in, in harm's way per se, but what I would ask you in this kind of conversation we're having as a world right now and as a Christ follower is what does it look like for you to love each other well, to live generously, to be a good steward of what you have? Maybe that's groceries. Maybe that's in investing in a job opportunity with someone, helping them find work, helping them file paperwork in the midst of what's happening right now. Uh, maybe it's it's helping someone walk their dog uh, because they're scared to get out of the house. Uh, maybe it's it's keeping social distancing, but going on a walk with someone who's feeling lonely and isolated. Wherever it is for you that you can be generous with your time, your resources, and the skills and the abilities that God's given you, we want you to have that honest conversation the Spirit is here to challenge, to convict, but also to inspire and to move us forward. And as a missionary people who are sent out, 
we as a church are placed with this incredible challenge as to how we are no longer enslaved to the ways of this world, but we are set free and we stay free by walking in the patterns that God has for us. And those pathways that we live in as a church pertaining to stewardship and generosity, they help break the molds of the world that we live in right now. And so I want to leave you with a few questions here. Hopefully you're taking some time in your missional community and in your families to talk through a few of these things in the series. And so I'm going to leave you uh, with a head, heart, and hand question, uh, just like Jeff did last week. So the head question for you this week is, what have you learned in this series? What have you grown to understand either about yourself, maybe it's about something that we, a quilt that we shared, a scripture that we shared, or just as you've examined your finances, what have you learned? about you individually or maybe holistically in this series. The second question that we want to ask you is pertaining to your heart. You've really, if you've done this series well, and I hope and pray that you have, we've asked some tough questions. My final heart question is, what is God's best for you? As you examine where we've taken you in this series, we keep coming back to this idea that God wants something for you, not from you. And as you examine your heart and kind of encapsulating all the heart questions that we've been asking and challenge you in this series, what is it that you feel like God wants for you? Pertaining to margin, pertaining to your finances, your schedule, and, and also your relationships. And then finally, my last question for you is, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to take what you've learned in the series where God has revealed parts of your heart in this series, and how are you going to put it into end of motion? And part two of that question is, who are you going to invite to hold you accountable? So quickly recapping the three questions, right? What have you learned? What has God revealed in your heart that he wants for you? And then what are you going to do about it? And who are you inviting in accountability? Our prayer and hope for us within the Awakened Church and within the Christian body right now is that we would be mobilized and not paralyzed, that we would lean into moments of mission and that we wouldn't avoid opportunities by just simply staying comfortable in our home. Yes, we want you to be safe. Many of you in our community have struggled with uh, people in your family or you yourself are at high risk. And so we want to teach wisdom in this moment. We also want to speak against fear, not because fear in itself is an evil or sinful thing, but that it creates an opportunity for us to step into love. Take the three things that we've laid before you, discuss them in your missional communities and in your homes. And we want you to know that we do. We love you guys. We care about you. We know that virtual community can be hard and unique. But we do hope that you're finding ways to stay inspired, connected to each other. We've seen some great videos already so, and pictures of you guys in community, doing life, whether it's over Zoom or FaceTime, group messaging, finding unique ways. I've heard stories of groceries being dropped off. I've heard stories of people going on walks together, uh, even doing virtual offices in homes together, uh, and still finding ways to even sometimes share meals in appropriate and safe ways. And so I hope and pray that you continue to do, uh, to walk in this new uh, season well. We are here for you as pastors, as your spiritual leadership team, as, as co-leaders. We want to walk through this with you. Reach out to your missional communities when you need help. 
And as a church, let's rally around this margin series. Let's make this an exclamation point for our church right now so that we can create margin in our lives individually and for our church and that we can continue to find ways to bless other people. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.